0: hey everybody and welcome to the what is this honey podcast where we will be discussing everything from pop culture to reality tv to true crime documentary to my life and everything in between that makes you scratch your head and ask yourself what is this honey Hi! Hey! What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of What Is This, Honey? As always, I am your host, Brandon, and I am so happy that we are together again in our bonus episode. Now, y'all, I love true crime. I love true crime documentaries. This is not a buddy documentary. I'm sure there will be one one day. Maybe I will make it. But we are here today to discuss Rudy Yes. Pull the car over. Pull it over. Take a deep breath. If you're at home, go get a glass of wine. Get, get, take a shot. Do it now. I don't know if you guys had heard about this story, but it's absolutely Mommy, Dead, and Dearest goes to Texas. She's left Florida and she's gone to Texas, y'all. I don't want to make too much hype about the perpetrators. Also, more is every day that this, uh, every new day, new information is revealed, is released. I am not going to pretend to be some sort of investigative journalist, but what I am going to do is give you guys the tea that the investigative journalists have released, and we can all decide what we fucking think about it. Now, if you haven't followed on Instagram, go on over to What Is This Honey Podcast on Instagram, okay? Because this is how this whole thing started. I love to reshare the tea or the daily news as the blogs. Would like to have us, you know, believe it. And I just take the shit that I love, which is mostly like who broke up, who's dating, you know, Kim Kardashian slapped his sister, and you know, I'm also very in tune with true crime. I'm not as, um, you know, flagrant on a daily basis by it, but we we've done Hillsong, we've done Shiny Happy People, and this has not yet been made into a documentary. But I'm here for it. I first got a DM from one of you lovelies about this saying, like, please tell me you're going to cover this. And it had just, the news had just broken. Okay, so Rudy Farris' mother had just announced that he was found alive eight years after he was reported missing. When I It was that same day when I saw about this. So I didn't know anything about it. I hadn't heard anything about it. I was shook. And I said, you know what I'm going to do? You know what it is that I'm going to do for the first time in my life is I'm going to wait <laughs> a few seconds. I'm going to wait a few moments. I'm going to give it a beat. I'm going to give it a beat. I'm going to let some information come out. In the words of Trina Braxton, come out. So I read an article from the independent, the, UK, the independent UK. I want to say like two days after that. And they had already like started to like, it <sniffs> already started to just like sniff it out, figure out the T. So we're gonna start there, because let me tell you something before we even get to the to the bottom line. Rudy has come out and made some statements in the recent days. Okay, Rudy has had to say, has had some things to say, some things to get off of Rudy's chest. But let's start at the very beginning, a very good place to start because we need the full T. Now, let me just go ahead and put this out there. Andrea Blanco from The Independent says that when Rudy Farias' mother, because I don't even want to say her name and give her, like, the shine that she wants, criminal. They said that when she announced that Rudy had been found, after being missing for eight years, the news was no surprise to the neighbors because they were sure he wasn't missing at all. Now, Rudy's mama she's telling the press that he had this tragic past filled with loss, um, you know, mental health struggles, challenges, all of these things that he um supposedly had gone through that had attributed to I don't know why that was supposed to have attributed to him going missing. I mean, I guess if, he, if she could paint the picture that he was absolutely nuts, then he would be like prey to, you know, like sex trafficking or something. But I also feel like every person walking down the street, <laughs> every teenage, everyone is prey for that shit. So the real thing is Rudy's father, Houston police officer, Rudolph Farias, actually did die. Okay. He died by suicide in 2014. He was a 21 year veteran. And he was facing an internal affairs investigation at the time of his death. So, was it a lie that his mama was talking about the tragedy? No, it's, that's not a lie. But I think she was embellishing all these things and also painting the picture of, you know, his mental health issues. You know, and then, you know, before his father passed away, his brother died in a motorcycle accident in 2011 that is what his mother had said and um obviously the police could corroborate the allegations about his father because he was part of the force um it's just it's just crazy to to think about like when you're going through this level of stress and trauma that your mother would capitalize off of it like it's so insane but the questions about rudy's mother miss santana they were like servicing servicing mounting mounting getting bigger because whenever people participated in a search for rudy starting in he was supposed to be what 17 years old then yeah just getting my facts straight you guys part of my little brain part they always left like wait what are we doing every single person like why are we doing this like where is he Where, where, where are the leads like the investigation felt very like fishy like is what people are saying And it's because Rudy was never missing. And Keisha Ross, who lives a few houses down, she wanted to tell ABC right away, by the way. She wanted to let them know he used to come in my garage, he used to chill with my cousin, my son, and my daughter. That boy has never been missing. Sometimes he would go to the park by himself, but he ain't been missing. That was a direct quote, by the way. I'm just, yeah, I just gave it to you guys, and that really excellent delivery and so that's why you're so excited but it's it's so crazy it, it, it's it's so crazy i mean it's it blows my mind that this is like okay My claim to fame she's like okay and maybe it was a distraction from the father's death okay maybe that was the thing and you know what to be quite honest with you according to The Independent, um, an ECU search flyer stated that Rudy had also attempted to take his own life in the past. Now, when I see stuff about that, I'm like, well, his mother could have faked a psychiatric, you know, she could have pushed. At any rate, the kid was going through a lot. Why do we need to take advantage of that? And why do we need to publish? Why do we need to create more drama, publicize it, get him into the news when he's home? And so that had me already. Thinking like, oh, this lady been torturing this kid. So. The news that Rudy had been found was first reported in a tweet. From the Texas Center for the Missing, which was handling public communications on behalf of his family, Miss Santana. She also said in a statement that her son was nonverbal. This is very important. She said that her son was nonverbal. And asked. For privacy so i'm not going to be shady because my sister works with children who um have autism or any sort of like um you know special needs um and so i understand that like you could communicate with your child without words whereas i would not be able to communicate with them if i just ran into them off the street so like i understand that her statement is already but that's already a hole in her statement she's already kind of contradicting herself but she says that what um you know, he was found and he was returned. A good Samaritan located his, him unresponsive and immediately called the police. My son, Rudy, is receiving the care he needs. Also, they're from, from Texas, so they probably don't talk like that. My son, Rudy, is receiving the care he needs to overcome his trauma, but at this time, he is nonverbal and not able to communicate with us. Okay, that clarifies, like, she's not saying, like, he's nonverbal, but at this time, he's nonverbal. And the Houston police did confirm that they got that 911 call, right? He was meant to be outside of the Immaculate Heart Church. When the first responders arrived at the scene, they found a man later identified as Rudy, who, according to his mother, was visibly beaten, bruises, and cuts every way a doll. And um, what I do appreciate about these Texas coppers is that they're not trying to sell a story, they're not trying to like. And maybe it's because they're not really trying to get involved, but they're like, we don't have any additional information. We're not going to make it public. You know, if there's sexual assault, we're not going to tell the press. And if there's a mental health evaluation, we're not going to tell you guys what's going on. Like, we're going to keep it to ourselves. But then, because the police were actually doing their job, which, by the way, like, rare. (laughs) Get mad at me. I'm just saying. Usually in these situations we realize that the police like we're like oh, I don't want to do it. But in this circumstance they were like no, we're fucking getting involved, baby. Breaking the stereotypes. Bam. They realize that his ass was never gone. And it's not just because of Keisha's statement. Many many neighbors saw this child. Many many neighbors saw this child okay and, and i know this is probably like very close and so it's like okay well he's his cousin whatever but broderick broderick was in the neighborhood and he said that he knew who rudy was but they referred to him as Dolph because his name was rudolph and that he was just like lovely and they would have like laughing good times and they'd like hang out so i'm just wondering like was what's my brain is spinning my brain is spinning and the people in texas the texas center for the missing is like listen we're trying to support people whose families you know have lost people people who are out there people that we can bring home he'd been missing for eight years and now he's safe period they don't want to like make this a huge thing which i actually quite appreciate um because it is a weird But they don't want to blow the case, right? They don't want to blow... And I think that they probably, at this point, they already had knew some shit was going down. They knew that some shit... It was weird. And I think it's important to keep, you know, your cards close to your chest in these situations because, Penny, you just don't know who really is the the victim and who really is, you know, the criminal here. Because it seems like they want to make it seem like he was taken into sex slavery and returned. Which, like, by the way, if you watch the first forty-eight, if you've read any kind of theories, uh, any kind of uh, literature about these kind of sort of theories, it's like no, no. Eight years, like room, like the girl who was in the back, it, living in the back of the um the house. He was seventeen when he went missing, honey. I think that man would be gall mentally. I just don't know. Eight years, it was like, I think, I'm sure everyone was like, wait, what's going on? What's, let me ask you something. What's, what's going on here? So then the investigators finally get to speak with Rudy and Rudy tell them he came back home the next day in March, 2015. His ass didn't, his ass didn't go nowhere. He came right back home. But Miss Santiana had this chip on her shoulder. She wanted to deceive the police. She was adamant that Rudy was still missing. And that it was somebody, she had a nephew that the people were seeing, that that wasn't her son, actually. That was her nephew that they was lying. She was lying and Barawater was lying. And you know what? You know what's really interesting about this whole situation? And I think I still want to wait for, like, what could be next, our part two of this. Is despite this lady lying and doing all of this, carrying on? Because <laughs> here's the thing that you got to realize in these investigations and stuff. That's that's your money. Well, it's not your money. If you well, you might be in Texas. I don't know where y'all, li- y'all uh, people live at, but that's taxpayer money that goes into these resources to find these people and to bring these people home and to do this work. That's your coin that you're spending. That's why the shit is crazy that people would go out there and create this fake shit. It's giving Alex Murdoch. It's giving, ugh. Miss Santana, girl, you really have the audacity. She was like, let me tell you something. I need my attention, okay? Now, Miss Santana, when they do, when they eventually bring charges against you later on, and they send you out to the, the prison, they're going to be treating you like Yolanda Saldivar for what you did to this boy. Because we know, I already know, you done did something. You done did it. I don't know what it is, but you done did it. Now, the police have said that Miss Santana was lying like hell. They have acknowledged that. They are not going to press charges. The district attorney is not going to press charges. They, they have no explanation as to why. They are lost, they are perplexed, they are bewitched, they are bothered, and they are bewildered, my darling. But a private investigator, one that was trying to track Rudy down, said that she thinks Miss Santana may be suffering from a condition such as Munchausen's. And I'm like, listen, anybody who is in the Bravo world, anybody who's watched The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills knows we don't throw that word around lightly, sis. What's the T? Because this private investigator was not surprised at all that Rudy was with the mother the whole time. She was suspicious from the very beginning of the case. She was asking Miss Santana. I don't know why I want to say it like that. Miss Santana, you know, difficult questions that she didn't like, and you know, she wasn't given the right kind of an- the right kind of answers. So the independents like, yeah, this is fishy. We're gonna let you guys because they're not gonna create like TMZ. They're not gonna just like say whatever the fuck. But then. Time passes. Time passes. And so, according to MSN, A Texas man who was thought to be missing for eight years, but had actually been at home the whole time, has broken his silence. Which, what a sentence! A Texas man who was thought to be missing for eight years, but had actually been at home the whole time, has broken his silence. What the hell? What kind of damn world is this, <laughs> where this type of this type of action is happening, and it's for sport? And you know what it is, if you ask me. Which nobody did ask me, but if y'all are listening, it means you you, you give a toss. It's the fame game. It's this 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 validation of self by way of clicks and views and and public recognition, and all this stuff, which, listen, baby, I get it. I get it. I, however, comma, am not going to subject my child to this type of level of bullshit, and we're about to find out what the level of bullshit really was, okay? Because these journal- these investigative journalists, and let me just... um. Um, correct myself, this is uh, this is it from a Newsweek article now that we're on, not MSN. It's MSN, I guess. <laughs> I'm searching on the MSN. Don't try to read me, ho, because I got a PC. My PC works. I don't be having to go down to the help desk every three weeks like some of y'all. <laughs> down to the Apple help desk. Your damn earpods are dropping out your damn face, falling down the subway goodness and shit, okay? Leave me be! <laughs> So, according to Newsweek, Rudy, you know, he's had enough. He's 25 years old now. He was only gone for a day. And now he's, he's ready to speak. He's ready to speak TF out. Now, we're going to get into some quotes from Rudy himself. This is from his mouth. He said that although he could have left over the years, he felt manipulated into staying quote it's like i lived in a prison it's like i lived in a jail my whole life well it says my whole expeditive life so i'm gonna go ahead and and fill it in my whole fucking life i just wanted to be free he said it felt like stockholm syndrome honestly just held against my will mentally not physically now i can already hear people and i can (laughs) i can hear honestly my grandma being like he should have just he should have just got up and left yes he probably should have, but also to go where? Down to Keisha's house? Because if Keisha is me, I'm going to say, Rudy, baby, you can come sleep over here for the weekend, but then you have to go somewhere else, child. You have to find somewhere to go. If this is your only home, if this is all you know, I mean, I can understand how you can be. Um, I mean, I was the psychopath who moved to New York City with a suitcase and $200. But I also had a place to crash because my best friend, Jessica, you guys know, Barbara Barbie's just ESQ, said, bitch, you can stay on my couch. And you can't sleep in my bed. I ended up sleeping in bed with her, actually. We were very much like Mariah and Jasmine, but not homeless. But like avoiding homelessness in all the creative ways. Let's just share a bed. Um, so I get that. You know, he added... Quote, she never locked me in or, you know, handcuffed me or anything like that. I had free will to leave. It just felt like brainwashing, honestly. It just kept confusing me just the way, you know, she would manipulate me into staying. Like, oh, you're going to get arrested because you have a speeding ticket or something. End quote. And he denied that his mother had sexually abused him, but said that she pushed boundaries and made him uncomfortable. Which I'm like, what? What? She pushed back. What does that mean, son? Your mama? Quote, she didn't force herself on me or anything like that. It would never be anything like that. Just stuff that really made me uncomfortable, end quote. What? What? My skin is absolutely crawl- creepy and crawly. So let me get this straight. This lady has gone and wasted all of our taxpaying Texas coins of resources the missing persons report. because let me tell you something these these people clearly were like trying to do their job because they couldn't find his ass was at home they're not leaking stupid shit to the press they're not trying to play her they're not trying to make it a salacious story so i can only think and assume we really did lose these tax paying coins although do they pay taxes down there in texas can somebody tell me because i know a lot of them states y'all, y'all don't actually pay taxes is that one of them can somebody phone a friend and let me know? Because I'm not sure. Well, let's assume that they're paying Texas over there. This is, so she's doing all of this. Meanwhile, the child is at home. Now, I do now, I'm over here riding hard for these people. This Texas center for the missing persons in the damn shit. But if they, if he was at home the whole time, how come the hell they not know that? They didn't go for a home visit. He left for one day and came back and y'all never went back to find, to follow up. <laughs> That's gray. Now that I think about it, now that I tinkle on it, that's crazy. But even more crazy is that this, this man's mother was trying to push up on my bumper, baby. What the hell? The quotes keep happening. We got a whole quote section. Quote, I used to have to sleep in her bed sometimes. Just boundaries she would push or make me uncomfortable. And I'd say, stop. And she's like, why, 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 what did I do? I didn't do anything wrong. End quote. Now, let me tell you something. Baby, why? Why? What did I do? I didn't do anything wrong. What is wrong with you? What is this, honey? I need to speak to Miss Santana right now. I need to speak to Miss Santana. I need to speak to you. I need to have the breaking interview with Miss Santana. Y'all need to do a, a GoFundMe so I can go interview this lady because I need to. I need to look into her eyes and understand. What kind of demons in there and bring my holy water and Honda BBI Shanta, them devils out of her? Another quote. Quote, someone would come over. My mom would just tell me to stay in my room, keep the door locked. Don't let them in and don't make any sound. Don't do anything. End quote. Even when the family members came over. Quote, I would just have to listen to my family be happy and cheerful on the other side of the fucking door. I wanted to scream for them, but at the same time, I just couldn't because the only person I could trust was my mom. She told me so many things about my other family that I didn't know and I wasn't able to verify, end quote. I mean, look, I think about my strong-willed disposition and how I've always been sort of willing to go against the, the, the grain and to do my own thing, right? and if it means that it's not popular, it's not cute, it's not happening, then I'm fine with that bitch cuz I'm you know, I've always I haven't been able to to materialize it as well as I have in recent years because I'm a grown ass adult. But I've always been this way and I think that when I think about how natural and how intuitively that comes to me, how the opposite could be the case for anyone and how people are could be so, you know, impressionable and of course by their mother And he's lost everybody else in his immediate family, you guys. He has lost his father. He has lost his brother. It really is actually a tragedy. But the way that she has now become in love with the pain, as Ariana Grande would say. And she needs it to be. And you know what? I know people like this on the daily. And I give a lot of people a lot of grace because I am Diane Carroll. Okay? I'm a Michelle Obama type. You know, although Michelle Obama don't fight. I will slap a bitch inside her. Listen, you put your hands on me. I can't tell you what might happen after that. But I can can see how people are in love with the pain, how they are addicted to tragedy. A lot of people who experience like tremendous loss at a young age or, you know, a, a really catastrophic loss at any journey in their life. And then they replicate this sort of feeling over and over and over, even in the smallest, most minuscule ways, like no restaurant's good enough. We can't eat here like these Real Housewives of New York Yorkers, we can't eat a catch? I wouldn't be caught dead. <laughs> and when when Rudy was asked if he felt like he was taken advantage of by his mother, he said, heavily. And um the whole thing just gives me the creepies and the crawlies all up and down my absolute spine. But what makes me even more creepy and more crawly is that there's nothing that's going to be done about this. Like, they are not pressing charges against her. They're not pressing charges against her. And the last thing that Rudy got to say about it, quote, is just leave me alone. Just let me live my life. I just want to be happy and I'm happy now and I'm working on it, end quote. Now, I wanna give them all the grace and the space that they need to recover, I feel like this Rudy Chow is in a is in a grave state. I want to talk to Miss Santana. Okay? And I also want to talk to the family members. Like, what? If I ever come to your house, let me tell you something. This goes for family, friends, cocktail party. Not, that's not true for cocktail party, because people like, don't walk through my house. Don't be like going through my shit trying to see what's going on. But I don't have a family member. That I've been to their home, and I have not seen every room in that house. Or I have not seen... And, and, and guess what? I can imagine that if my sister is telling me that her son is missing, and she's grieving, and she's calling me every night, falling out, going through every, just going through... And what we know, Ms. Santana, what she was doing was, she was going through the motions, because she was fucking lying about the whole damn thing. But if I was receiving that as a deeply empathetic person, because I actually had dinner with friends last night who were kind of explaining to me that that can be a gift and a curse, like being deeply empathetic and really, really caring about people because you kind of take, and I'm a cancer, of course, I just have a birthday, that sometimes it just can be stifling to you and you pour out, you pour out, you pour out, but the relationships are not reciprocal. And then that resentment is built up and um so i can see how if my sister or someone was going through this i would not really want to push those boundaries and be like okay well let's go in his room let's change the room like i know it's been eight years like i probably wouldn't do that I like if she wants to close the door in her house and keep it closed forever and only go in there when no one's home and leave the room exactly the way it was then wh- why not that helps her grieve why not i think i would give her That space, and maybe she just has that kind of support, which is so crazy. It's like, girl, he's right there. He's actually right there. It's just so weird. Like these things blow my mind. I was expecting, you know, I'm I'm not I was expecting the worst when I first saw this very first headline. I was really pleased and grateful that it wasn't mommy you know, mommy dead and dearest level of like, I had to get away from her. So I you know, sliced and diced my mom. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I was happy that it wasn't like one of them situations, but I also on the same coin, and this is just me being a little bit messy and duplicitous. <laughs> Do you guys think that they was all in on it? And they was trying to see if there was going to be some sort of reward. Let's let's go ahead. You know, let's do some investigative journalism ourselves. Was there ever a reward for finding Rudy Farias? Because this is where my brain starts to go. And I'm not just, oh, ciao. Now, there was a GoFundMe. Chow. There was a GoFundMe. It raised $2,000. Now, the crowdfunding campaign was initiated in 2015 when he was first reported. You guys know that when he came back the very next damn day, yeah, they raised more than $2,000. Yeah. More than 30 people contributed to this GoFundMe account. Now, this is the type of shit. This is why pe- certain people don't do shit. They, do, they don't do any kind of. They do the, the charity events, the galas. They go to the ball. They write a check. They cross their heart. They go to confession and they go home and go to sleep. That's, this is kind of the shit that, that people like that have. They think, at least, they have the, the license to then be like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, everyone's just a, a scammer. Because y'all bitches be scamming. Miss Santana. Are you listening, girl? Because you might be. You might be the type of the type of uh, narcissistic sociopath who is looking at every single article written about Rudy. You've got a Google alert on Rudy's name. Anytime any podcast is said, like you're just listening. But let me tell you something, if you're listening to this, I got something to tell you, sister. You ain't nothing but a low-down, dirty, nasty. Gotta butt nasty, dirty filthy. Foolish, nasty, deceitful, nasty. This is abhorrent. Now, if the GoFundMe said it had like hundred fifty thousand dollars, and then I'm like, oh, the whole family's in on it. But two thousand dollars, Miss Santana, you went over to the you went over to the super center. Okay, the thing, the odds that people will go to, it's like in order to create this lie, to be this deceitful, to keep up with it, the emotional stress. The consistencies and the lies that you have to try to... keep Like, that for me, just go get a job, girl. You know, Larsa said she was making racks, selling feet. I'm just saying, I I'm the kind of person who can talk this kind of shit because I have worked every job, done all the things that I did not want to do because I had to do it. To be in a place where I could... Just have autonomy. Just be able to have my own, you know, place to live, my own roof, my own door to close, my own bed. And I always like I, I stand on that even to this day. And I know people see me like now like oh yeah well she's just got this old dude whatever bitch I don't give a fuck. I would be absolutely content living back on 161st Street in my own apartment, doing my own thing. I, I would I trust me I'll be fine. I I love my Manhattan like please don't get me wrong. I don't want to spend a day without him. I'm actually going to visit him at work tomorrow. (laughs) But I'm not the kind of person who my entire personality, my identity at all is wrapped up in the person that I'm with who may or may not be more financially successful than me or more financially, um, you know, stacked. But I've been that girl. I've been that Cardi B, honey. Doing what you got to do to do what you got to do. And I'm not afraid of that. Now, a lot of y'all hoes are afraid of that. That's your worst nightmare, having to actually really get out there and get it and hustle and, and learn things about yourself that you maybe didn't know before because you've been in the bubble. And that's fine. I don't want my kids to ever have to do that shit either. That shit is hard. It's exhausting. And it makes your skin look absolutely horrid. But what I'm not going to do is say that my damn son is missing for eight years so I can raise a GoFundMe for me for $2,000 girl girl what is this honey a white refrigerator miss santana it's too much and all y'all scammers out here because this makes me think of that um the woman british is that her name is british from basketball wives scamming girl why are you scamming you're on national tv you can't invest that you can invest the little coin you get getting from that and make it actually pop you got a scam because now you're going to prison you're going to prison is that worth it that shit scares me honey i gotta make sure my taxes paid i gotta make sure i thought you could go to jail for credit card bills y'all i don't like that shit that shit fucking freaks me the fuck out i am horrified <laughs> And I've done work. I used to do work in Rikers, speaking of jobs. Um, That was actually one of the most enriching jobs I've ever had. But, so like, I've seen what the, what is, baby, I'm not cut out for that. I will have to find the biggest, scariest motherfucker in there and be like, please, you can have your way with me. Protect me from these motherfucking crazy ass men up in here, honey. (laughs) I will have to be twisting up and down the sail block. Twisting. So, but I guess maybe... Everyone doesn't have that same fate because Rudy Farias, mother, is going to have no charges pressed against her. And that is fascinating. That is so gorgeous for her. That's just, it's insane. What do y'all think? Do y'all think this is absolutely crazy? Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep my eye on this. I, I, if this becomes a documentary, y'all, we're going to have to have like an in-person podcast recording about it. Um, I'm going to keep my eye on this. And here is why I'm going to keep my eye on this. And it's a lot of the same reason that I waited to talk about it until now. I'm going to keep my eye on this because I think that more is going to be revealed, my friends. Because I think now that the police have seen all this press and all of this hoopla, I think their interest might be a little bit peaked, And they might want to make them tax dollars go a little somewhere. They might want to make it do. Make them tax dollars do what it do, boo-boo. And I would love to see that. I would also love to see as it unravels, because, you know, the family could not split this $2,000 GoFundMe point. As they start to unravel now that they know that a book deal is not happening. Now that they know a 2020 special is not happening. Because that's another part of this too, which I have not said yet, with Miss Santana. The fame, I mean, I did say the fame aspect, but like, People forget about that, too. Like, you go through these things. People want you to write a book about it. They want you to do, you know, the Tony Robbins speeches. They want, You know, you can make it profitable. We want to redeem you because you've been through such a horrific experience. We want to take care of you as a, as a society and set you up that way. And maybe Miss Santana was thinking that that was going to happen to her by way of Rudy. And it's, it's, just, it's just appalling. Because also, he was a grown man. So let's keep our eyes on it. Let's see what comes out because let let's not be mistaken. More will be revealed on the matter. Now, if Rudy starts doing some um, some syndications, <laughs> some interviews because he's not on strike, okay. Although under the strike terms, let me tell y'all something. Oh my god! And this is why, like, I love my manager because I have a team of agents and I have a manager. My manager is like. Ari in like Jeremy Piven, like a gay Jeremy Piven in Entourage, like absolutely cutthroat. And my agents made a little bit of an oopsie because we're on strike, girlies. And the way he just gathered them up and gobbled them in one sentence, and I was like, Yeah, we gotta talk about this. But Rudy Ferris's ass is not on strike. Now, we I would not mind some interviews. I would not mind him getting interviewed by a press junket that is not down there in texas i would like a, a oprah a rachel maddow somebody who can get in up in between them answers and see what's really popping now miss santana i can assure you that she will not be able to be reached for comment or question i can i can assure you of that at this point in time i think she's she's probably spoken to the press enough that's what's also funny about these type of people like they will run to the press, run to the press, run to the press. Oh, but now you got, oh, but now you quiet, Miss Santana. you quiet. You've disabled your social medias. Allegedly, I don't know if she's done that. I'm just saying that's what, that's like usually the trajectory. So I'm so glad that you guys came in to just like dish. I, I've been like, I, this was on my chest. I'm trying to think about some new programming for the podcast, you guys, but I'm just so grateful and excited. I'm so glad that you guys Tune into the most recent episode of what is this, honey? Last week, we girl chow, knew We was in the trenches, girl. I've seen y'all's DMs. I've seen y'all's comments. I love you for it. Please follow me if you aren't following me right wherever you're listening. If it's Spotify, Apple, Apple Music, um, <laughs> podcast, anywhere you might be listening, just give me a follow. Go ahead and also give me a five star rating and a lovely gorgeous review and I will see you next time.